Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show. From the arts to sports and business to history. And today we bring you the story of Colonel Harry Stewart. Harry is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen and fought in the skies over Europe to bring an end to the war and a victory to the United States. Harry, I'd like to start out by asking you about your early life. Okay, I was born in Newport News, Virginia on July 4th of 1924. I was born to uh, Florence Bright, who was a uh, native of Gloucester County, Virginia, and Harry T. Stewart Sr., which was a native of uh, 
Newport News, Virginia. We moved uh, after I was two years old to uh, New York City, but uh, before that, uh, let me mention about uh, living in Virginia. We lived not too far from uh, Langley Field, which was a, a big military airfield at the time there, and my parents would put me out in my crib, and uh, uh, the plane is flying over. Evidently, they attracted me very much because my parents would tell me how I would coo at the aeroplanes. But uh, anyway, that was followed up by a move to the uh, borough of Queens in New York City. Uh, we lived about a mile or a mile and a half from an uh, airport by the name of uh, North Beach Airport, uh, in 1939, they changed the name of that airport to LaGuardia Airport, which uh, everyone knows pretty well. That's about where I started. I guess my uh, yen for aviation was those two fields there being near uh, Langley Field, Virginia, and in uh, LaGuardia Airport in uh, New York. So it was almost in your blood and in your bones yeah, in my blood and bones, and I guess you would use the word, the, uh, the 25-cent word, inculcated, you know, in me, you know. Yep, and I love that 25-cent word. Let's talk about your your childhood and the, your high school library experience in New York City, because it turns out it's in your bones, but something happens in New York City that puts it in your mind. Talk about that. It was in the 30s there, I'm thinking about, where uh, aviation was quite a new thing, uh, as far as the uh, attraction and the adventure was concerned there, a lot was happening at that time with aviation. And, of course, I saw things like people don't see today, the great giant dirigibles flying over New York, like the Akron and the Shenandoah, and, uh, of course, the von Hindenburg. I saw that when it flew over New York on a couple of occasions. And, of course, I lived in New York when... It had its uh, tragic end in Lakehurst by uh, uh, by bursting into flames. But uh, anyway, that was my attraction to aviation at the time there. And with World War coming along, uh, World War II, uh, the clouds in the sky of World War II, uh, there was the uh, draft that was taking place. And, of course, they were drafting uh, uh, all able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and 25. Of course, I was still a teenager, maybe 15 or 16 or 17, but uh, I thought of the draft as I got to be about 17 years old, and uh, I was thinking about uh, volunteering for the Air Corps when I found out that uh, African-Americans were not accepted uh, for training as pilot. Uh, while I was in high school at the time, I was in uh, uh, in the library period, and I picked up a copy of uh, Popular Science uh, magazine, and there was an article mentioned in there that the uh, Air Corps had decided that it would permit Negroes to take training as uh, aircraft pilots and that they were going to form a uh, field or a squadron uh, of these pilots down in Tuskegee, Alabama. So I immediately went, I was 17, I guess at the time, I immediately went to the uh, draft board and uh, took the examination. 
to uh, become a uh, cadet there, and I passed the examination. And, of course, uh, after I reached 18, I was called into the service and sent down to uh, Tuskegee, Alabama, to begin my training. And that was the 99th Pursuit Squadron that we're talking about. Now, you take this train ride down to the south, and it's not like all things race were perfect in New York, because they weren't. Um, But the train ride down south was eye-opening for a teenager. Talk about that crossing of the Mason-Dixon line and what you experienced. Well, that's true, because in New York, even though there was prejudice, there was not the mandated segregation that you found in the South. So I was completely raised in a integrated neighborhood. I went to integrated schools. I went to integrated uh, social affairs. I went to uh, integrated movies, all that type of thing. And uh, the transportation system was all integrated. Uh, when I got to the Mason-Dixon line when I was going into the service, and that was uh, that imaginary the line that crossed uh, Washington, D.C., that was where segregation was enforced by law at that time there, where I was sitting with some friends of mine. These were white friends who were living in the neighborhood with me who were going in the service the same time I was, and was headed south the same way I was, and the conductor came back uh, when we got to Washington, D.C., and he pointed to me, and he said, you'll have to go up to the front car. That's the Jim Crow car. So the fellows I was with, you know, they weren't familiar with this, and says, well, that's okay, Harry, we'll go up with you. So he says, oh, no. He says, you have to stay back here. That car up front there is for the colored people, and that was my... uh, first experience with uh, with Jim Crow and enforced segregation. And of course, I lived under those forced segregation uh, rules all the time that I was in the service. And when we come back, we'll continue with this remarkable life story, the story of Colonel Harry Stewart here on Our American Story. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes, Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free the following ad is sponsored by pets best insurance services pets come into our lives in many ways shelters breeders or unexpected encounters but no matter how you found your pet they become our perfect match Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We continue with our American stories and the story of Colonel Harry Stewart, in his own words, one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. Let's talk about your time in the service down at Tuskegee Army Airfield, because you described in your piece in the Wall Street Journal that the sky was filled with silvery planes emblazoned with the Army Air Force's star and circle insignia. Now, this gave you great pride, and yet you were living in a country that at least in a good part of the country, most of the country, there was prejudice, but in a good part of the country, the South, there was such deep racial prejudice that you were pushed into a, a separate car. How does one hold together the idea of being prideful about seeing that, that American flag and fighting for your country at the same time that the country isn't recognizing that you're, you're fully human, uh, at least in good parts of the country? Well, two things. First is... Uh that was that is my country, or that was my country. There's no question about it. I had no other country. The other thing is that I was very well steeped 
in uh, patriotism. I I remember class, uh, the first class in the morning that we'd had, we'd have to stand by the side of our desk there, and there were the blacks in the class, and there the whites in the class, and the Chinese in the class. We were all together with our right hand placed over our hearts, reciting the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Patriotism was inculcated with me. This was the only country that I knew. And number three, of course, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of the United States, which read a very beautiful document, even though it may not have been lived up to at the time there, but it was something that I, I felt as though was coming that I could aspire towards and sometimes see in the future. You wrote in the Wall Street Journal, you felt you were part of something big, something magnificent. You weren't just learning to fly, you were serving your country, and you were going to fight. And let's talk about that P-51 Mustang, because my goodness, what fun it must have been for a young man to have gear and equipment, an engine and power under the hood that few men in America got to experience, let alone enjoy. Talk about that first experience seeing those P-51s and getting to fly one. It was quite a thing for a uh, 19-year-old because uh, I didn't even know how to drive yet. You know, in New York City, you didn't have to. But uh, yes, yes, it was something big because, you know, these big things were, uh, it, it was in the propaganda that was being espoused throughout the world. You know, this was the war to either bring about the regimen of the Nazi bowers or the freedom and the that we live in the uh, United States here. So it was a big thing, and, you know, there were something like 11 million men and women under arms at that time there, so you were part of a, a big thing and, uh, you know, bigger than anything that has come up, you know, since then. I started with a very low-powered aircraft, which was uh, similar for all beginning cadets in the Air Corps, no matter where they were. But it started with the uh, PT-17, a bi-wing plane, and after you successfully finished training in that one, you went to a higher-powered train, which was the BT-13, which was one of those that I talk about emblazoned all-metal barrel ship planes there, uh, It wasn't until I got overseas that I was introduced to the uh, aircraft that I would fly throughout combat, and that was the P-51 Mustang, which was just an absolute delight. In one picture that I saw one time, movie, the, the Cadillac of the air. It was quite an aircraft. Now, you flew 43 combat missions with a 332nd fighter group known as the Red Tails. Talk about your commander, because he's a legend And we're talking about Benjamin O. Davis, Jr. Talk about what it was like to serve under him. Yes, he was a West Pointer, and he was the uh, second or third black that ever went to West Point. But when he went to West Point in 1932, there was still the mandatory segregation that they had in the service. So even though he was in a... uh, a class of uh, something like close to 400 cadets there. He lived alone because they mandated that there would be no integration as far as concerned. So he had a room to himself, and he ate alone for all four years that he was in West Point. However, with that onus on him, 
he managed to graduate uh, 35th in a class of something like 375. It's spectacular. Uh, it's, it's a remarkable thing. And what a, how far we've come is still how far we have to come, but it's so unimaginable to so many of us yes. living today that we would be sequestered like this at our nation's finest military institution because of the mere color of one's skin. He, he said to you all at your briefings, gentlemen, stay with your bombers. What did that mean, and why did he say that to you? I think it had hidden meanings there. For instance, that the mission of the fighter groups was to protect the bombers. That was their sole mission, to protect the bombers. But however... We had uh, hot dog pilots who were leaving the bombers, uh, trying to uh, get some victories as far as uh, shooting down enemy aircraft were concerned. A lot of pilots could get away with that, and uh, but can you can imagine what would have happened if this happened to one of the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, and as a result of them hot dogging it and going after the. Uh, enemy fighters there to get the uh, glory of the kills there that a number of bombers got shot down because they uh, lacked the protection of those people that left them. So as a result, the war came to a conclusion and the 332nd, which uh, now is known as the Tuskegee Airmen, had the best record as far as the safety or loss of the uh, bombers that they escorted were concerned. Uh, we lost the fewest bombers of uh, any of the fighter groups that were over in the 15th Air Force uh, in Italy at the time there, which was quite a feather in our cap. Indeed. And he also said this, and it it goes to his convictions, uh, and despite how he got treated at West Point, quote, the privileges of being an American belong to those brave enough to fight for them. That's really something to say, given the treatment he'd suffered at West Point, but tells you a lot about his character. Well, you know, and I think that's what made him and made me and made a lot of other black Americans a fully certified citizen of the, of, of the country here with all of the rights and prerogatives and that type of thing there. So, in other words, we earned our keep. Indeed. Let's talk about Easter Sunday, 1945, and you shooting down three German fighters. Uh, talk about that day a bomber escort mission up into uh, Austria, and the command mentioned to us that uh, at the end of the mission there might be a segment of us fighters that are uh, released to leave the bombers and go on what's known as a fighter sweep. A fighter sweep being is looking for targets of opportunity. Well, there were seven of us who were designated to uh, leave the bombers. Uh, we were looking for trouble, and we found it. Uh, we ran into a horde of Focke-Wulf 190s. But uh, three of us got uh, shot down. One of the uh, fellows got, got shot down. He uh, Actually, his plane was damaged pretty badly, but he managed to make it back to friendly portion of Yugoslavia. The second pilot I'm thinking of, his name was William Armstrong. Uh, he was killed instantly. And the third pilot was a fellow by the name of Walter Manning from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He had to bail out. And uh, when he landed, he was picked up by uh, a mob of Austrians that took him and put him in the uh, local jailhouse of the uh, nearest town. Uh, A couple of nights later, uh, a mob formed again, 
and they broke into the jail and dragged Walter out, and they uh, lynched him from a uh, local lamppost out in the street there. And you've been listening to Colonel Harry Stewart, and he's one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. Talk about some storytelling, folks. We're lucky to hear voices like this. It's why we do this show, so you can hear stories like this, and stories like this can be honored and remembered. When we come back, we're going to continue with remarkable American life, Colonel Harry Stewart's life, his story, here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we continue with our American stories, and we return to the story of Colonel Harry Stewart in his own words. When we last left off, Harry was in a dogfight over the skies of Europe, and three of his fellow pilots had been shot down. Just returning now to the, the, the three plane, the German fighters you shot down, uh, you received the Distinguished Flying Cross for that. Um, talk about that in, in terms of this fighter sweep that you did. This was happening at the same time that these other three fellows got shot down, but what is happening is that I had got in a, in a good position. I, uh, I don't think that the uh, two of these uh, Focke-Wulf uh, aircraft, uh, German aircraft, saw me, and uh, I pulled up behind them, and I, I, I hit both of them with the uh, 50 calibers that I had, and uh, pieces came off of the plane there and that type of thing. But at the same time, or just after that, I saw these tracers coming by me, and I looked back, and there was this German aircraft on my tail. And I was sure that I had it because he was in a position where, you know, you would say he just can't miss, you know. So I, I went into a very steep dive with the aircraft, and I pulled all sorts of maneuvers to try to get away or out of the uh, gun sight of this German aircraft there. And I, I pulled a steep turn very, very close to the ground there. And evidently the pilot who was behind me there, the German pilot, lost control of his plane and hit what they would call a high-speed stall. But he went into the ground. When I got back to the uh, base there, the intelligence officer said, well, you get credit for that aircraft just as if you shot him down. So that's where I got the three from, and that's how I got the DFC. And uh, actually, as far as shooting down is concerned, I shot down two planes, but I got credit for a third one, which uh, they said would not have happened had not I been in combat with the plane there. So they gave me credit for it. That's a great story. And, and you called winning the war... A double V. What, what did you mean by winning the double V? We had that victory overseas there, but we also had a victory of proving ourselves that we also were combatants who did a lot to uh, win the war there and that we, we paid our dues there. So it was a victory on both sides as far as our investment in this country is concerned and in regards to the racial discrimination that we had there. But uh, we proved ourselves, and that was the uh, part that we meant by the double victory. And that proving ourselves has uh, even turned out to be greater as time has gone on and as we've gone into this new century here and more recognition has been given to the uh, Tuskegee Airmen because, well, before getting out of the service, and it was in 1949, General Vandenberg, who was the chief general of the uh, Air Force at the time, they had decided he would resurrect a game that was in the Air Corps before World War II, and that was a game similar to what we call today Top Gun. And he dictated that three pilots be sent from each of the fighter groups 
that they were in the continental United States here, out to the environs of Las Vegas, Nevada, that's out in the desert there, and compete in a uh, aerial gunnery competition. And this aerial gunnery competition would take place in 1949. It would be the first Top Gun contest, and there would be these 12 fighter groups that would compete, three men representing each of these fighter groups. And uh, at the end of the tournament there, it turned out that the three from the Tuskegee Airmen fighter group turned out to be the uh, winners. And that had to make you proud. Talk about life after the war and your service in the military and beyond. It was the same old, same old as far as the uh, 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 racial uh, uh, attitudes were concerned in the country. Uh, I thought that with my flying time that I had and with the record that I had, I could go ahead and get a job probably flying on the uh, airlines. And uh, I did apply with two airlines, and I was rejected because of my race. And uh, they admitted that they weren't prepared to go ahead and take colored or Negro or uh, African-American uh, on as a pilot in a plane. One just dismissed me outright. The other, the personnel officer tried to explain that it wasn't the policy of the company, but if I were to get on the plane and walk into the uh, cockpit, it would disturb the passengers probably. They would probably lose faith uh, in the airline and, and uh, not fly the airline any longer. So it was a, it was a business thing, and uh, th- that was it. But I decided to go back to school. I had to go back to high school because I never had my... Uh, high school diploma. I had quick high school in order to go into the service there, and I did make up my credits that I needed for the uh, academic course there, and uh, I was qualified then to go ahead and enter engineering school, which I did, New York University College of Engineering. I got my engineering degree, and uh, after I got my degree, everything fell in line very well for me. I was uh, hired with no no problem by uh, a number of uh, very prestigious companies and ended up as a vice president of a uh, oil and gas consortium in the United States here and that that was about it. I did I did continue a little bit of flying after that. I belonged to a Tuskegee organization out here, the uh, Tuskegee Airmen Museum who were given some uh, aircraft by the uh, Air Force and I dusted off my license and requalified myself in these aircraft. They're called motor gliders. And uh, I used to take local kids up in the uh, local neighborhood here and give them an orientation uh, in the air- aircraft. They're hoping that someday it might lead them on to uh, getting a good job in the field of aviation, which some of them did. And uh, some of them are uh, pilots on uh, major airlines today. Well, it's a, it's a heck of a story, and my the story of you volunteering for... This is very dangerous duty, by the way. I'm not, I'm not sure that most Americans understand that people who volunteered to fly were really taking some of the greatest risks of anybody. My mother's brother didn't qualify to fly, but he qualified to jump out of those planes, and the, mm-hmm. o- the only son of her father was killed jumping out of those planes uh, a, few oh days, a few days after D-Day. But he knew what he was getting into and wanted to do it like so many of the young men did at the time. But talk about the, the, the knowledge of the danger of, of what you were getting into. Uh, because you all knew how dangerous flying planes in combat was, didn't you? 
Yes, but you know what we were? We were teenagers, and you know, it's an attitude we have as teenagers or something like that. We're, we're sort of invincible, and bad things happen to other people, you know, that type of thing. So uh, that's why they take these people so young. And then there's that uh, feeling of camaraderie and group belonging and that type of thing. When I used to see the movies that we went to and the heroes in the movies, those guys like, uh, like John Wayne and Pat O'Brien and James Cagney and people like that, they made you feel uh, really good. Uh, in, in seeing them uh, as heroes and protecting the country. And you felt the same thing when you went in the service, that uh, you would like to emulate those guys, even though they were in the movies there. You would like to emulate them in, the, uh, in real life, you know. I'm heading for 96 now. I'll be uh, 96 on the uh, 4th of July, and I, I feel just fine. Uh, all I can say is that I've had a blessed life. I, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I feel as though I've really left nothing behind. A blessed life indeed. You've been listening to Colonel Harry Stewart, and we're blessed to hear his voice. He's not a character from a movie, folks. This is what a real-life hero sounds like, and the humility with which he told his own story. Well, need we say more? Colonel Harry Stewart's story, here on Our American Story. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.